Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. As you heard me say at the beginning of the service, we are starting our Advent journey, and our theme this year is Midway Christian Church, It Is a Wonderful Life. This movie is one of the most popular Christmas movies, and it is one of the most heartwarming films ever made. It has universal appeal and association with Christ. Christmas has provided hope and joy. It gives us an invitation to reframe our narrative, moving away from materialistic items to embracing a new way to see the world differently. Now, I fully admit there are parts of this movie that have not aged well. But on the most part, it has inspired generations for decades. On the surface, when we look at It's a Wonderful Life, it reminds us how we can easily become distracted from what is truly meaningful in our lives. But when we take a second look, when we take a deeper look at this movie, we realize that it reflects many of the themes which we lift up during the season of Advent. Themes which call us as people of faith to make justice. Not only does this beloved Christmas movie remind us that the choices we make in our life have consequences and that we affect many people in our world and around in ways that we will never know. It also draws our attention to the unfair power structures which still exist in our world. This is lifted up in that one quote that George Bailey does that says, Do you know how long it takes for a working man to raise $5,000? The sad fact that it's still relevant today as it was in 1940 or 1920, whenever the movie was supposedly written and shared, stands as a testament to those unfair power structures which still exist in our world today. This beloved Christmas tale reminds us and invites us that every life has value and true wealth, spiritual wealth, comes from right relationship with God and selfless love towards others. This Sunday, we are being invited to find hope in this wonderful life. And we use that and do that by looking at the words from the prophet Isaiah. And I invite you to hear those now. A shoot will grow up from the stump of Jesse. A branch will sprout from his roots. The Lord's spirit will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of planning and strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. He will delight in fearing the Lord. He won't judge by appearances nor decide by hearsay. He will judge the needy with righteousness and will decide with equity for those who suffer in the land. He will strike the violent with the rod of his mouth, and by the breath of his lips he will kill the wicked. Righteousness will be a belt around his hips, and faithfulness the belt around his waist. The wolf shall live with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion will feed together, and a child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze, their young will lie down together. A lion will eat straw like an ox. A nursing child will play over the snake's hole. Toddlers will reach out over the serpent's den. They won't harm or destroy anywhere on my holy mountain. The earth shall surely be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. 
just as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a signal to the people. The nations will seek him out, and his dwelling will be glorious. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The words from Isaiah 11 offer a sense of hope in a time for peace. It offers a new potential for those relationships. This same sense of hope is felt around the dinner table as Peter Bailey talks to George about the work and the mission of the old building and loan, even if that work is being done in an old shabby office. I invite you to watch the scene. Have a place, Walter. Hope you have a good trip, George. Uncle Billy and I are gonna miss you. Bless you too, Paul. What's the matter? You look tired. Oh, I had another tussle with Potter today. Uh -huh. I thought when I put him on the board of directors, he'd ease up on us a little bit. Well, what's eating that old money-grubbing buzzard anyway? Oh, he's a sick man. Frustrated, sick in his mind, sick in his soul, if he has one. He hates everybody that has anything that he can't have. Hates us mostly, I guess. Yeah, gangway, gangway. So long, Pop. So long. Oh, you got a match? Very funny, very funny. Put those things in the car, and I'll get your time studs ready for you. Now, hurry up. Okay, Mom. Now, you coming later? drop one of them. You coming later, George? What do you mean? I'd be bored to death? Wouldn't want a better death. Lots of pretty girls. We're going to use that new floor tonight, too. Oh, over work. No gin tonight, son. Oh, Pop, just a little? No, sir, not one drop. Uh... Boys and girls and music. Why do they need gin? Well... Did I act like that when I graduated from high school? Yeah, pretty much. You know, George, I wish we could send Harry to college with you. Your mother and I talked it over half the night. Mm. We have that all figured out. You see, Harry will take my job in the building alone, work there for four years, and then he'll go. Mm. Pretty young for that job. Well, no younger than I was. Well, you were born older, George. How's that? I say you were born older. I suppose you've decided what you want to do when you get out of college. Oh, well, you know what I've always talked about. Build things, design new buildings, plan modern cities. All that stuff I've been talking about. Still after that first million before you're 30, huh? No, I'll sell half that in cash. Of course, it's just a hope, but uh, you wouldn't consider coming back to the building alone, would you? Well, I... I... Well, Annie, why, why don't you draw up a chair? Then you'd be more comfortable and you could hear everything that's going on. I would if I thought I'd hear anything worth listening to. You would. I know it's soon to talk about it. No, not Pop. I, I couldn't. I, uh, I couldn't face being cooped up for the rest of my life in a shabby little office. The, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Pop. I didn't mean that. I, but I, it, it's this business of nickels and dimes and spending all your life trying to figure out how to save three cents and like the pipe. I go crazy. I, I want to do something big and something important. You know, George. I feel that in a small way, we are doing something important. It's satisfying a fundamental urge. It's deep in the race for a man to want his own roof and walls and fireplace. And we're helping him get those things in our shabby little office. I know, Bob. I, I know that. I, I, I wish I felt that uh, I, I've been hoarding pennies like a miser here in order to... Most of my friends have already finished college. I, I just feel like if I didn't get away, I'd bust. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. You're right, son. You see what I mean, don't you, Pop? This town is no place for any man unless he's willing to crawl to Potter. Now, you've got talent, son. I've seen it. You get yourself an education and get out of here. Pop, you 
off. You want a shock? I think you're a great guy. Why, did you hear that, Annie? I heard it's about time one of you lunkheads said it. <laughs> I'm gonna miss old Annie. Pop, I think I'll get dressed and go over to Harry's party. Have a good time. In more theological terms, Peter Bailey is reminding George that the greatest challenge of the day is not for us striving for more and more power. The challenge of the day is to bring about the revolution of our hearts, a revolution that makes our hearts open to the very presence of God in our midst, knowing that we as the people of God are called to make justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. What Peter Bailey is telling George is that this revolution of the heart has to start with each and every one of us so that all of God's people will be made whole, so that all of God's people be released from chains of power and poverty. When we gather around the dinner table, we use a say it's our communion table, but it is our dinner table for us as people of faith. We are reminded that there is purpose and meaning, that there's joy to be had, even if it's the work that we are doing is in shabby little offices. We are called to live out God's love in this world. We are called to give, to share, and to ground ourselves in the hope that our efforts, no matter how small, are helping to bring about God's beloved community here on earth. Because at its core, hope really is a prayer. A prayer in which we ask God to change the way we look at things. Hope really is a way to celebrate it truly is a wonderful life. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.